Hello, everyone, and welcome to Pop Culture Period Piece Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And we were just finishing our topic about how we are so millennial. So, Julie, what, yeah. what were you about to say? Oh, I was about to say, Mike gets so mad to be described as millennial. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other day I learned the phrase geriatric millennial. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. And I described that to him. And it's like the first time he has embraced the fact that he is, in fact, a millennial. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely a geriatric millennial. Mm-hmm. I dare so say he- just like a geriatric, but <laughs> he's a <laughs> He he does yell at kids to get off his lawn pretty frequently. I'm kidding, but like we're we're almost there. He's, it's he's, a dream of his. Yeah, it's like simultaneously a dream of his, but also he was so excited for Halloween. I know. Well, I feel like that's the geriatric millennial, right? Like if it was Christmas or Halloween or Easter, come to my lawn. If it's any other day, get the fuck off, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So today, Julie, what are we going to talk about after we're done with recommendations? I would say probably like the ultimate like millennial Christmas movie, A Muppet Christmas Carol. Ah, Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, So A Muppet Christmas Carol is the Christmas Carol. I'm not going to get into the plot. I feel like (laughs) if you are part of the English speaking world, you know it. Also, if you're not, that actually, I should probably get into the plot if you're not among the English speaking world. But A Christmas Carol is about an old rich miser who keeps his money away and stores it. And then he's visited by three ghosts who show him the error of his ways and they should get Christmas in his heart. And he does. But this one is done with Muppets. No! Um, But before we get into it, Julie, what are your recommendations for this fine, blustery winter's eve? Also, you live in Florida. I live in Pennsylvania. It is snowing right now. Oh, I miss it. Okay, well, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It is. um, There's actually like a little, a little Florida chill in the air. Um, It's very nice. I yeah. I think. um, (laughs) I think my recommendation um, is okay. I feel feel like I go like real specific with my recommendations. I love it. You know, I I went like full root vegetables a few weeks ago um yeah oh so i can't go soups then well because i was like oh you did go you did go soups i did go soups okay um so we decorated our christmas tree today (gasps) oh yes wow so we we have done that and now i just like i don't know why but when they're like a new focal point happens in the room Mm -hmm. i just want to like sit with like a steaming cup of cocoa or tea or soup um and just admire admire the craftsmanship of it very nice mine is similar but not at all (laughs) i (laughs) i'm a part of a buy nothing group and so that's my recommendation buy nothing group but the latest thing is that i've wanted a rug for my my living room and I wanted a very specific rug that has like mid-century modern colors and mid-century modern like flair to it but I didn't want to pay for it and I was like okay maybe one will pop on my buy nothing group and one did and so I've been sitting with my like tea and my coffee and just admiring my rug in my living room so oh so you you sent me the picture of the rug which yes. was a fantastic rug it's a but good when you rug s- 
oh that's a solid rug but you didn't give me the context that like it was free well no you gave me that context um but you didn't give me the context of like i was looking for a mid-century modern rug and and this that and the other and and having seen that picture like you nailed it thank you thank you i was because i have like an orange wall and i have a green wall and i have a blue wall so that just mm. So buy nothing groups, if you're not a part of them, they're on Facebook. There's one in like every city. I've gotten a fence for in front of my air conditioner for one. I got a dehumidifier on one. Like I love buy nothing groups. So that's my recommendation. I also do. I just haven't had the same luck that you've had. It's impressive. But but you got, um, well, I feel like yours is more competitive than mine. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like mine, people wait they're supposed to wait 24 hours before they pick a receiver. So if I post something, I'm supposed to wait 24 hours and use a randomizer app to pick someone. And I feel like yours, the way it's operated is like the first come first serve. It depends. What, what people mostly do is they say like, Hey, it it depends. Like if you're trying to get it out of the house, like it's your own life. Like, you know, you can do it that way. Um, Sometimes I'll, I'll like post something. And if I'm, like, you know, if more than three people are express interest, then I'll, I'll use the app. But mm-hmm. if it's like one person expresses interest yeah, and then seven hours later, someone still hasn't, I want it out of my house. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It, this, this talk reminds me of my sister <laughs> is in like mom groups. Oh no. And, um, mom groups are terrifying to me, by the way. Well, it's funny because she told me she's in like her third splinter group. Oh, of course. So like she was in (laughs) one group and then like there was drama and like she and some other people are like, this is too much. We like, we didn't come here for this. We'll start a new group. So they started a new group and it was great for a while. And then there were just too many people in the group. And when too many people were in the group, like just stuff started. Mm-hmm. So then she is in like her third version of a group. And I'm like, yeah, I, I think of like every group that I've ever joined. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yep, that is true. Yeah. Yes. There's a, There's a fun plot to something there, like a play or a book. Ooh. I don't know. Just called like splinter group. Yeah. If, if my phone weren't in airplane mode, I would be reminding Siri to remind me to write a book. Ooh. Um, there's a TikToker that posted that she, she just wants to see the world burn. So she's thinking about joining a mom group on Facebook and asking what juice to feed her three-month-old. <laughs> Watch them <laughs> argue with each other. Oh, God. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Mom group scare me. Sleeper splinter. Sleeper yeah. in the splinter group. <gasps> Ooh, yes. Nobody take that. I'm copywriting that. <laughs> right now, right now. Cut, the, cut this out of the recording so no yeah. one takes it. No, we're going <laughs> to. It'll be a month from now. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Hey, listener, <laughs> one of them. <laughs> Free idea if you listen. Um, no, we're going to write it. So Muppet Christmas Carol, let's talk about it. So this was your... This was your uh, pick, Julie. You okay over there? I am, I am. I'm trying to find my phone and I dropped a few things. It's okay. <laughs> yes, this this was my pick. Um, this was my second pick for winter movies. Mm-hmm. And it is my favorite Christmas Carol. Um, it's probably my favorite Muppet movie too. 
Um, th- this movie is perfect. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start with that. This movie is perfect. Well, I feel like so I I wrote you that before we you know started talking where I was like I feel like this is the perfect Christmas Carol. So I am. I'm currently writing a version of the Christmas Carol <laughs> for an event in Pittsburgh. And so I used Charles Dickens like original and like going through it. And I was like, why is Muppets the best version of this? I also, I think it's one of the few versions where you have a narrator actually using Dickens words. Which are so good. So yeah. good. Yeah. And to have Gonzo deliver them so delightfully and beautifully mm-hmm. and just, ah, uh, so good. And Gonzo is non-binary. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's a big thing is that I don't think they take a lot from dickens like or interpret like they take a lot but they don't interpret anything they just go this is beautifully written we're gonna find the right vehicles for this word and this word and this word and so gonzo is the right vehicle for most of the story yeah and yeah yeah so i was looking i think this is this isn't the first project after Jim Henson passed away. No, I looked that um, up too because they, they have a memory of him. It's yeah. Muppets from Space is after he passed. Well, the first project was like Muppet 3D or 4D or whatever at Disney. Oh, okay. But this this did come out after he passed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't dig deeply enough to know, did he work on it at all? Where was he in the process? Um, so I wasn't sure where that line in the sand was Mm -hmm. um it's pretty far in so like he dies in he he passed unfortunately in 1990 and then we don't see this until are asking is like he was not involved in this project no 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 yeah which i I feel like there have been so many times where people have sort of like made comments of like, oh, the Muppets after Jim Henson passed. And I, I don't think that's true. I think Brian Henson has done mm-hmm. a really good job of like honoring the spirit of his father's work, um, but also sort of like pushing boundaries in, in his own sense. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the so Muppet Christmas Carol came in 92. So Jim Henson might've been there for probably the conception of it. I'm mm-hmm. also, this is, uh, inferring a lot but he probably conception but not filming yeah probably make the most sense yeah no I I agree I also I truly do love the Muppet movie with Jason Segel as well mm-hmm. yeah. I the like so I and I also think that this is a great movie for people who may not be a hundred percent sold on the Muppets to then get sold on the Muppets like I feel like this was my Muppet gateway drug <laughs> So what, what is it about this that you feel is sort of like a good safe entry point into the Muppets? Like, what, what do you think would be like something that holds someone back? I think because you realize that the Muppets are just, are just 
characters or they're actors, right? Like the Muppets are not crazy, like they can be crazy and wild, but the Muppets can also just be actors. Like, <laughs> like Gonzo is an actor and he portrays all these different characters. And Kermit the Frog is an actor and he like is also is human. Like we have a parasocial relationship with, with this frog, you know, Kermit. Uh, but also he's an actor and Miss Piggy is an actor as well. And so she plays all these different characters. So I feel like this is the most cognizant way to be like, you can either know the personal backstory of these actors or you can see the parts they perform. So mm-hmm. then you watch Muppet Christmas Carol and you're like, okay, I understand that. So then you watch like the Muppet show where all these actors are doing their skits and then you start to watch their other movies. Yeah, I, I think that's one of the things that I love about this movie is that the Muppets are playing the the characters from Dickens' story. They're not mm-hmm. co- like we have Michael Caine, and Michael Caine is um, I almost said Bod Cratchit. That would have been a different movie. Oh my gosh, so <laughs> like weird and lovely. So Michael Caine is Ebenezer Scrooge, and there are also humans in the movie amongst mm-hmm. the Muppets, um, but there's not like a differential relationship like they're they're all existing simultaneously in this world um and the the muppets are playing those roles and i just i love that because i think that you know oftentimes when we have sort of cartoons or puppetry the those um roles or personas are there to sort of like comment yeah and so i just i love that i also love that this movie has so many just really cool practical effects. Yes, um, so many explosions. I <laughs> I have like the DVD of this movie. I did not watch the DVD, but I, I have watched, there's like a making of special mm-hmm. feature that I have watched many times previously. And when Kermit is walking through the cobblestone street, mm-hmm. that's actually the first time that we've seen Kermit walk. Mm-hmm. um in Muppet movie history and they did this really cool thing where basically they made this like giant barrel that was like painted to look like the street like the, the cobblestone street and mm-hmm. so that's just spinning while he's puppeted to walk and then they sort of like inserted everything else and so that's why they got how they got that but that's like such an example of like Brian Henson's creativity for example like and that's an homage to his father because like every movie Jim Henson would sort of like find a new thing to try or do mm-hmm. and not that it's the same thing at all but this is what it reminds me of that in the Muppet movie with Jason Siegel, Jason Siegel <laughs> is not a dancer and there's the like life's happy song when there's someone by your side and there's a dance break and if you watch how it is edited he does not dance a lick oh, he man. just like moves his hands in the right way and and like his like facial features in the right way and it's edited in this way that it like looks like he's a part of this giant dance number and when I watch it I'm like they're they're treating his choreography as if he were a Muppet you know what I mean like you can't dance so we're gonna make your hands move here 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 and here and we're gonna edit that's fantastic yeah um did you know I have in the movie in that (laughs) particular movie there's a lunchbox on the shelf in some somebody's bedroom 
I it's I don't think it's Jason Seal. I think it's um who's the Muppet Walter. that loves the Muppet? Walter. I think he has a Muppets lunchbox. Mm-hmm. I have that lunchbox. Like that was my lunchbox when I was a kid. <gasps> I didn't know that. Yeah, it's what? on my it, yeah, it's on my entertainment center in the living room. I just when I watched the movie, I was like, oh my god, that's my lunchbox. Because I I loved this lunchbox as a kid. So yeah, when I when I went home after I'd seen the movie, I was like, I'm just gonna get my lunchbox. <laughs> my mom was very confused. But I was like, she'll throw this out. Yeah. I I slept, I had a stuffed Walter for a while. Because I was like, was I in my 20s? Yes. Was I divorced? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna sleep with a stuffed Walter. Um yeah, I love I love that movie. Yeah, so I just I feel like there are ways. I think that what the Muppets teach us in an amazing way is there are a way to highlight a, an actor's strength with editing. <laughs> you know, and like yeah. we see that it's just like yeah. I think I think it's also so fun the Muppets. I mean, so this is two sides of Gonzo's narration. Mm-hmm. I think on the one hand there's all these really like fun visual gags throughout mm-hmm. the series throughout the movie to break the tension like it, it almost becomes a series of like how can they how can Gonzo narrate through an activity like they're yeah. smashing into the door they're climbing a rope like all of this is happening while they're speaking Dickens words yeah but then on the other hand there's all these like really funny just well-delivered verbal humor and it's not even in the words it's just in the delivery like there's this one part near the beginning of the movie where Gonzo and Rizzo are on um, the carriage Mm -hmm. and Gonzo's like narrating and just offhand Rizzo says want a piece of bread and Gonzo like completely deadpan says not while I'm working and I don't know why but I like guffawed at that line like I was dying at that line when I watched the movie recently I I was laughing at whenever at the very beginning whenever he was like you know we won't have any apples if you keep eating them and he was like I'll create scarcity it creates more demand and those things that you don't understand as a kid that are just so funny well because Mm -hmm. and the Gonza thing is like he he is playing the narrator and he's or they are playing the narrator and they are playing the actor and like it would make sense you know I also truly truly love oh what was I gonna say that was my thought um oh I truly love that this is um with that like narrating through an activity that if you thought of when Dickens created this, like he's one of the original like scary ghost stories, you know, that happened in Christmas is that they would be doing this through an activity, right? Like if you're sitting at a fire, there is a little bit of like, oh, you bet someone would be like stoking the fire while they tell you this. And and Mm -hmm. there's some amazing storytelling elements of having someone tell you a story while they're doing something else. Um that you yeah yeah, you see these with these silly muppets i love it i also think it's funny that like whenever we think of a christmas carol we don't realize like we think of how um you know or muppet christmas carol we think oh muppet silly but this is a dark story Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like, especially when ghosted Christmas present starts to fade away, that they don't hide from that either. They're not in this like la 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 tra la 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 land. They are definitely like, we're going to give this story truth. We're not going to, or if you watch like Mickey's Christmas Carol, it doesn't have the same weight. There's, there's like a shot that ends with, I can never, what's the rabbit's name? The bunny? Oh, Beans. Beans. Like there's a shot that ends with Beans like trying to wrap himself in like newspaper in the cold. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's just like the ending shot. Yeah. Like stuff like that where I'm like, whew. Yeah. Um, I, we can't talk about Muppet Christmas Carol without talking about these perfect, perfect costumes. So, yes. Oh, there's an ellipsis there. there there's a big ellipsis. I, I have issues with Dickens' area of costumes in general. Mm-hmm. That they edge toward Victorian more than they usually do Dickens. So Dickens was 1830s, 1840s. And you sometimes see that in like the dress up get up of them all. Like if, um, so you see that in like Fezziwig maybe, but a lot of Dickens era stuff we see just like, it's it's a, <clears throat> I always say it's like an 18, <laughs> like there's not, <laughs> there's not a lot of costumers that take a stance on it. And I'm not, I feel like there's also like a generic, this is what Christmas feels like aesthetic that I'm not mad at either. So I feel like the Muppets, they're like, this is a general Christmas aesthetic and not, this is Dickens, if that makes sense. Cause you don't see it in like Oliver. You don't like Oliver, any Oliver twist. You don't see it in Nicholas Nickleby. Like you don't see it. It's just usually Christmas Carol that that haze falls over. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that you went on to this like deep thing because I really just wanted to talk about how the pockets were real and their scarves were so cute. Oh yeah, no, it's adorable. And the fact that like all the Muppet, like my dream would be to be a costumer for the Muppets, like to make the tiny little hats and the tiny little jackets. It's just so cute and tiny. Yeah, it's so adorable. So, I don't, so I'm not bothered by it. I just think it's one of those things where it's like, is it historically accurate? No, but like 99% of our Christmas movies aren't. So, yeah. I will see now. I, I feel like you need to post on the gram like some, um, like his like images of like, here's what, here's what Dickens would look like in a historically accurate world. Yeah. And it would look completely different. And you'd be like, oh, <laughs> all right. Because I will say like 1830s to 1840s is not necessarily the prettiest time period. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of women with very, um, so like the the female aesthetic is your hair is pulled back very tightly in the tight, tiny little bun. But then you have a giant kind of scoop neck with giant sleeves and a giant like hip line. So you... It just is not, I would not think aesthetically pleasing. Everyone, everyone's mad at the Regency era, but the 1830s and 1840s are the real victim. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a horrible time. Um, so like, I understand it. 
Every can you? I just want to capture that moment in my in my brain <laughs> forever. Everyone's mad at the Regency era, but what? Oh, but the 1830s and 1840s are the like the real the real like horror show of the 1800s. Oh God, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> because I remember when like Emma came out, everyone's like, "Oh, the Regency era is so gross. It's so gross." And then you watch like Bridgerton, and it's like, "No, Regency's gorgeous." Even though Bridgerton, we I could talk for days about how that's slightly that is inaccurate but anyway I it's fine but <laughs> what I was gonna say is that if you look at our modern Christmas movies so let's say mm-hmm. what appears on Lifetime and what appears on Hallmark and all of that those are also not fashionably accurate to what we wear today it is also mm-hmm. a Christmas aesthetic right like yeah yeah like we don't wear big giant like we don't wear white infinity scarves anymore even in the north when it's cold because they're not that's 2008 but man every hallmark channel that lead actress is going to wear one you know what though i still i still can't figure out (laughs) how how like are you supposed to like i don't understand am i twisting it too much like i still can't figure out how a infinity scarf is supposed to have been worn it doesn't they're out they're out until probably two years from now I'm but calling like, it listeners two years from now infinity scarves are going to be back but i still can't like i need to spend the next two years preparing by <laughs> figuring out how i'm supposed to wear it it's and supposed, i don't understand it's supposed to be right at your neckline and then one right after the and tiered after that so if it is only twice tiered after that that's fine if it's three times tiered after that that's fine but it can't be like up towards your neck it has to be the neckline of your like i don't know i don't understand how to get it there like i like i will teach you okay i I feel like i'm twisting it too much i don't know i am so excited for the day that scarves come back i love my my aesthetic my like peak aesthetic is one like boho scarf wrapped around my neck um like that and then a sundress and some high heels that is the aesthetic I want to wear for all my days. Have we, are you familiar with the skanket? What did you call me? No, I'm not familiar. What's the skanket? The scarf blanket. No, I don't, I don't like it. No, I love it. I mean, if you want to be warm, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a scarf. But it's like a very large square scarf. Um, the Skankit is also a song by DJ Baz. As I, <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yeah. Is it spelled with a C and not a K? I don't know. Okay. I mean, if, if it's a scarf blanket, I would think so. Okay. Because it's a scarf blanket. So Skankit. So now I'm getting scan kits. So we'll look this up afterwards. I mean, all I know is someone someone gave me one and said okay. when I was in Boston and was like, and now you have a scan kit. Uh-huh. I I do not I do not know this wizardry. I mean, but to be fair. It kept me warm. Yeah, to be fair, like I have a billion blankets. Like I am a blanket connoisseur. No, it's it's not a blanket. It's like it's a scarf but it's big so like okay like a pashmina no it's like a big it's a big warm square 
So then you fold it. it. So the triangle's down in the front. Okay. And then you push it up to your neck and then take the the skinny pieces and wrap them around. So it just like envelops you in the scarf. Like a really, really big scarf. (laughs) So a blanket. I'm very confused. You're not, it's not a blanket. Okay. (laughs) Listeners, this is this is where the fight happens. It's yeah. not a blanket. It's it feels a like it's either a pashmina or a blanket, and you got to pick one. No, a pashmina <laughs> is no. This is like a knit, warmed situation. Like a crocheted situation. Yeah, it's like a scarf. But a scarf. Not all. Not all scarves are crocheted. Hashtag not all scarves. <laughs> so it's it is something you wear in the winter <laughs> that is warm. Okay. But when you think of a scarf, except for an infinity scarf, it's just mm-hmm. like a rectangle. Okay. But this is not that because it's bigger. And so it it wraps around you more. Okay. I'm going to send you a picture. Okay. Thank you. So Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, How did we even get here? We're talking about the cute little Muppet clothes. I just, I think another thing that like I love um, about this movie is also the songs. I feel like oh, these yes. songs are just because I also feel like what what this movie does amazingly is not only it like gives you jokes, but also does not take away from the heaviness of it. But it also gives you songs and does not take away from the heaviness of it, like the but yeah i just the christmas present song mm-hmm, goes to christmas mm-hmm. present like whenever you know you feel at home it feels like christmas like oh it's just all so it's so phenomenal and just i just wanted to, that's it i love the songs hey I, i'm i was thinking that when there's like one beautiful ballad near the end i'm like god this the music in this is really mm-hmm. good yeah i need someone to do like a song cycle of songs from a muppet christmas carol where like they don't sing it at muppet as muppet voices like sing it as human voices mm-hmm. doing the songs from a muppet christmas carol okay so julie this is an interesting thing they just said so i i know about you but our listeners may not know that you do not like animated voices i don't like voices like in Bob's Burgers, where it's like the vocal fry. Okay. Or like really like weirdly pitched or nasal. Um, what's another one? Like, oh, like in Rick and Morty, like the the mm-hmm. who's the who's the doctor? Rick? Morty? I don't um, know. Gotcha. Sorry, um I I just don't like those voices where it's like it it's like someone is straining their voice to do it. Like yeah. if I feel that you have like tensed your neck and your body in a way i'm like "Mm." so what is it about like the muppets voices that makes that feel more like palatable for you like is it because if you think about that yeah nobody's doing vocal fry to do miss piggy yeah like to they're just they don't they don't sound like that like hers hers is the most Mm -hmm. um the the closest to that style but mm-hmm. even then it's still it, it's not anything like those books where they're like rah, 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 
Do you think they give them like a more realistic feel or do you feel like they just created a, a, a vocal profile that's like within just the parameters of, of comfortability, like they're not straining? Maybe. I, okay. I yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So, all right, Julie. Mm-hmm. One out of ten, Marley's ghost chain links. What would you rate this movie? Ten. I love this movie. I love this movie so much. Mm-hmm. I would say eight. Don't hate me. I do love this movie. Is it my eight. favorite Muppet movie? No. I love eight. Because it doesn't have Jason Siegel in it. <laughs> it doesn't have Jason Siegel. No, I just also love like I I love I love that movie. It also has Amy Adams and it has Jim Parsons and a story about feeling like you don't belong in the family you're born in and finding the family you do belong in and ugh. but I give it a good solid I give it an eight point five. I give it an eight point five chain links. The chains we forge in life. At- <laughs> I told you I'm deep in that Dickens original material. Um, so Julie, uh, what do you have to look forward to? Yeah, um, things that I have to look forward to. You have so many. Um, I'm gonna say this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so scared. Do I have to sign like an NDA? No, okay. I'm gonna say this. And you're gonna get so mad. But it's my last opportunity to say this. <laughs> Is it the sprouts? Yeah. The I'm sprouts, not mad. The sprouts opens next week. Does it? Does it? Yes. Really? Yes. And I'm so excited. I can ride my bike to the grocery store. That's it. That's what I'm looking forward to. I don't need to describe it. No. I think everybody knows what the sprouts you've, is by this point. You've done a lot of describing. <laughs> I've had to edit it. It's a lot. When I you and Tony. <laughs> when I go home from the bookstore, I, I ride my bike to and from the bookstore when I work once a week. And I when I drive by every week when I work, I send Tony a text message giving her like an update. Like update. There's a sign in front of it. Update. There's um, shelves in the store, but the warehouse still doesn't have anything. So this is my this is the last time on this podcast that I will talk about sprouts as no. something that I look forward to. Yeah, but then recommendations. Uh-huh. Correct. Yeah, root vegetables <laughs> at sprouts. <laughs> so that's that's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Love it. Um. What am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to, uh, I guess, like, like hibernating for a few months. Uh, no, actually, mm-hmm. I lied. I'm not going to hibernate at all. I always say that. And then I take on like seven projects. I am directing an elementary school production of Peter Pan. And we just put out the cast list. It's going to be phenomenal. And the elementary school that I'm doing it is going to like fly the kids like, oh my gosh, system. yes, it's going to be 
so much fun. It's going to be the cutest thing anyone has ever seen. And they all call me Miss Laura and they all give me unprompted hugs, which is like weird because it's a pandemic, but also super sweet. So I'm, I'm just super excited to, um, cause I feel like that's the age, like elementary school, middle school, and high school is when you believe that anything is possible. And also things are just fun. So I think <clears throat> I'm sure you've had this too, where theater eventually becomes your job. Right. And so you're trying mm-hmm. to, you know, do it perfect or do it this or do it that. And like, I'm excited to be in a space where it truly is fun and just having fun and like exploring theater for the first time and learning upstage and downstage. And so I'm like, I'm really looking forward to that. I think that's wonderful. Yeah. I, so. yep. Yeah. I, I, uh, I hesitantly say I miss teaching kids theater. <laughs> I think it depends on the kids and it depends on the theater space a lot, you know, because um, I stepped away from it for a while. And this is like the perfect music director, the perfect choreographer, the perfect situation where I'm like, okay, I'll go back to it. Um, yeah. So with that, happy happy response um have wonderful have a wonderful winter season however you celebrate this time and thanks for listening listeners bye bye pop culture period peace podcast is a part of the trident network to learn more about our videos live shows and other podcasts please visit the tridentnetwork.com